What time of year is it again? It's Christmas time! What? what? Christmas 1967. You must have gone through a time war. Is this thing on? This is Big Green. Come on, Slate. to the 1967 Big Dream Christmas Special. We finally took it out of the can. And we put it back into a box. Aren't you glad we didn't flush? It's called Metric 31. Or something like it. With many famous personages playing important roles. You'll see. I am in with this trip in case you were worried that I wouldn't be there. Starring me. And me. And me. And me. It's been a long time coming, and it will be a long time gone. Hope you enjoy it. Listen to it twice. Hey, for three time. Stay tuned. Gladstone? Gladstone, where are you, boy? Over here, my leech, Malthus. I was just reading the obituaries, hoping to see my name again. I saw it last week, and the week before. That's because you keep reading the same paper over and over again, Gladstone. Don't you know anything? No, Your Excellency. Even in Hades, I'm a very sad little man. Even though it says here that my hobby was brain cheesy. That's pretty much the same as part cheesy, but the tokens are bits of brain. Small wonder you haven't earned your horns yet after all of these eons. Oh, but I did get a second-hand cape. And in my spare time, when I'm not working for you, Dark Lord, I've been carving my feet into cloven hooves. All the better to serve you, sire. And the pointed ears and red skullcap, you awarded me those, as I recall. Those props got tacked onto you at President Reagan's 200th birthday party, when we dressed you up like an ass. Ronnie always loves playing pin the devil tail on the commie. It brings him back to his childhood, <laughs> like everything else, really. I see. I knew it was an official function of some kind. I mean... The president was half there. He's never more than half anywhere. Anyhow, silence! I have no intention of wasting my time with your delusions, Goodstein. This is your last chance. I've got an assignment for you. Oh, I see. Will I be expected to bring it to damnation class tomorrow? I hope not. I have soccer practice at midnight. We use a severed head as a ball. I don't want to be late, or I'll miss it dribbling. Silence! See here, Goodstein. Your assignment is to rescue one Willard Metilius Romney, a very promising young plutocrat who has fallen on humiliatingly hard times. 
Romney, you say? Say, wasn't he captain of the Confederation Starship Free Enterprise? I believe I met him in one or two of my previous incarnations. I was on a top-secret space mission. All the more reason to choose you, Goodstein. Do this, and you will earn your plastic devil horns. Do it in less than 40 minutes, and we'll pitch in a few other kinds of horns, too. Maybe even a sousaphone. Now, what could be more appropriate for a student devil? I ask you. But, Lord Malthus, what am I rescuing Captain Romney from? Is he in some kind of mortal peril? (laughs) I hope so. I like mortal peril. Before I answer that, you must know where he came from. Look closely, Goodstein. Look into the crystal sphere and see Willard Romney as a boy. He has such funny little ears. I think I want to bite them. That's the fridge you don't. And those are pineapple blintzes. The crystal sphere is over there, right next to the merry-go-round, which is, for this day only, serving as a devilish magic time portal. Oh, I see now. The sphere is smaller than I expected, and it looks very cloudy. I think that means it's going to rain. Turn the vertical hold dial. No, wait. Try tint. That usually works. Or you can hit it right about there. That usually does the trick. Stupid thing. Okay. Oh, is that Captain Romney sitting on the bench near the entrance to a typical suburban elementary school? No, fool. That's his classmate, little Polly Ryany. Romney is the preppy-looking ten-year-old coming up the walk, fooling with his pocket abacus. Watch carefully. He's going to walk right into something. (coughs) Ouch! (laughs) Where did that birch tree come from? And how did it get into the middle of my quarterly expense account reconciliation for the Society of Rising Young Oligarchs? Oh, hi, Willard. This is Wisconsin. And that's not a tree. It's a statue of Ayn Rand. We have to keep putting it in places where students will physically bump into it, or else our student libertarian club will never get above three members. Actually, I was just moving it to the pool. There's a swim meet there tonight. We're bound to get some followers out of it. I just know it. <laughs> well, all I know is that your John Birch trees are all the wrong size. <laughs> That's why I keep bumping into them. <laughs> Whoops! There I go again! <laughs> I wish Pater would send me someplace with less reactionary wood and more rich reactionaries' wooden doors to knock on. (laughs) Yes, I guess he should. I wish my own mother would send me to some defoliated hellscape and one that isn't Janesville, Wisconsin. Hey, gosh, what's wrong, little Tarzan? Turn her to Janesville? (laughs) Well, the country has a war to win, and Mormonism can help both of us. I can go on a missionary safari in your homeland in the French Congo. And you can get it on with multiple wives. Hey, you seem kind of down in the mouth. Though it's hard to see your mouth with all that chiseled chin in the way. <laughs> I can show you how to dissolve it. Let me get my pet medicine firm on the blower. Oh, jeez. I wish I'd never been born. <laughs> Careful what you say, Rye baby. I just had God on the line and he's awful literal today. <laughs> say, what is that aroma? Smells like those cafeteria ladies are working overtime again. (laughs) Fortunately, they're all on salary. 
Hey, I just thought of something. All those Chinese bankrolls can be yours. You can marry all of those ladies right there in the kitchen. The celery and string beans can be the witnesses. Wait here. I'll go get my marrying underpants on. <laughs> no, 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 no. I hate celery. Doesn't everybody? <laughs> hey, I didn't notice this before, but you're only eight years old. <laughs> well, I'll be darned. I know. What do you say we go line up for lunch? <laughs> I hear we're having two ice cream scoops of spaghetti submerged in savory meat-like sauce. Wait a minute. It's Tuesday, and that means it's a tuna boat with carrots and a celery mast. The satirical whip behind those school lunch menus is worth every bit of his celery. I still hate celery. Besides, I don't have any lunch money. <laughs> Poor Rye, baby. Did Fat Donnie give you a turbo wedgie and steal it from you again? No. My mother made my lunch and stuffed it into this soggy paper bag. It's not even a new bag. It's recycled. It says weird and drugs on it. Maybe she left some of those weird drugs in the bag. <laughs> Step one would be to find some hippies. And then you can monetize your lunch and eat it too. Did your mom cut the crust off of your sandwich? If she didn't, you can do it yourself. And then sell it to the same hippies that bought the drugs. Before they realize there's no sandwich attached, the police will be hustling them off to the pokey. <laughs> Do the hustle! <laughs> you know, that's just what happened in the movie Mutiny on the Bounty, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but I wanted to get hot lunch like all the cool kids, instead of eating it right out of the bag like a big crumb bum. Oh, now, Rye Baby, don't you know those hot lunches are all subsidized? Now, what would a certain lady think of that? They are... I and Rand would be horrified. Well, at least until she was old and broke and decided to take advantage of the social safety net herself. But hey, she earned it. <laughs> Actually, I was thinking about your mother again. Tell me, is she fond of long walks and short selling? By the way, that tuna boat doesn't really cost 30 cents. There's at least a dollar's worth of good eating there. And 70 cents of it is handed down by the commissars of the nanny state. <laughs> what an outrage! What about the peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich my mother made me? Is that a... is that subsidized too? No, sirree. That's your lunch. Take a good bite and chew it thoroughly, young man. I think I'm gonna be sick. <laughs> That's the taste of freedom. Savor it. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm off to the VIP section of the cafeteria. Dad gave me his diner's club card. I'll give you regards to my blummel. You see, Goodstein, well, it saved little Paul Ryan from a fate worse than death. He was just 30 cents away from climbing onto that big government gravy train known as the Reduced Price School Lunch Program. Oh, gravy train? Sounds like grave. Oh, wait a minute. Yes, that means they were serving dog food, too. Anything might be ground up in that, including the eyes of men I've killed. They had good school cafeterias in those days. Shut up! Yes, Romney rescued that rascally Ryan, but it cost him. His father was charged for his VIP lunch that day, which means the cost wasn't absorbed by his company or the outsourced labor force. Did you know that he actually got served a pheasant that wasn't under glass? 
It must have been a very hungry, hungry bird, Lord Malthus. Now see your project at age 14, starting his first job at his uncle's bank. Golly gee, thanks for the job, Uncle Brain. I can't wait to get started. Now, what's the combination of the safe? I've got some presidents to invest. Starting with President Linklater. <laughs> the name's Bain, not Brain. And easy does it, my boy. You're an eager little beaver. But you have to learn to walk all over folks before you could learn to run them down. Let's see. What should we start you on? Something simple, I think. I know. How about collateralized debt obligations? That counts as teething, doesn't it, Uncle? Capital suggestion. We've got a boatload of mortgages in that broom closet over there, just waiting to be bundled together and sliced up like a groovy lemon pie. Hey, that makes me the candy man. <laughs> Who can make a bundle off someone else's cash? Tie it all together so it doesn't look like trash. The candy man. Da -da 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 -da. That's right, my boy. Here's the key to the candy shop. Now go and do your magic. Yes, sir. So you see, Goodstein, this was the start of a golden era in the little town of Romneyham. Mr. Bain's little investment bank grew and grew. It was renamed Silverado, then crashed like a runaway train, taking the entire town's savings with it. Oh, my... Is that when Romney started getting depressed? And dare I say, suicidal even? God, no! That's when he started celebrating! The government bailed Mr. Bain's bank out with taxpayer money, proving that free enterprise works like a charm. A rollback of regulations allowed him to convert it to an investment bank. It grew to enormous size and crashed again, this time taking most of the economy with it. I see... That's when Romney got depressed and decided to put something on his rash. I mean, do something rash. <laughs> Sentimental poppycock. Don't you know anything, Goodstein? That brought an even bigger taxpayer bailout. And Bain was back in business, robo-signing mortgage foreclosures and raking in the simoleons. Top of the mast! Hey, the town looks much bigger now. All those flashing neon signs. Whew, that one says girls, girls, girls. That's a little redundant. Do you think the sign maker had an impediment of some kind? Um, yes, quite. And look at all the ticky-tacky houses. They all look just the same. So nice and gloomy. Yes, yes, that's Romney's Landing. A development built on a toxic landfill. <laughs> Clever. Those houses are all teeming with tenants, stumbling around and dying whenever and wherever they see fit. They're all unhampered by the tyranny of health codes and environmental job-killing regulations. And each one has an oil rig in the backyard. Hello, Black Gold. Good afternoon, Texas tea. Fracking rig, Goodstein. Try to get it right. They shoot millions of gallons of poison in a hole, and it comes up bubbling money. That and the poison, which is great, because then it can get used again. Yes, sir. Poison is good for every girl and every poison. 
and see those ramshackle estates over there in Willard's Gardens? Well, there were people in those houses, but Romney foreclosed on them, then found a new way to monetize the property. Neat, sweet, petite. Wait, the scene is changing. Ooh, there's Captain Romney walking up that row of garment workers. He's always dressed so nice and seems so full of cheer. Just like a funeral home ghoul. That's the factory he convinced Bane to take over in Romneyville. They make shoe inserts out of toxic ocean sponges and they nail them into three dollar loafers. <laughs> you missed a stitch, number 47. <laughs> Tear it up and start again. On second thought, you better eat it. Right here and right now. And be sure to choke on it a bit. And let it be an example to everyone. Yes, Mr. Romney. Hey, you're kind of pretty in a wholesome, non-intimidating way. No wonder Elvis decided to sing about you in Jailhouse Rock. <laughs> Though someone should have told the king about my rule about fraternizing on the shop floor. Especially with number three, who's on report for sandbagging. Uh, thank you, Mr. Romney. You know, you don't have to thank him every time he opens his mouth. Even if he does own your sorry ass, lock, stock, and barrel. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Say, when I shutter this place next week and ship your jobs overseas, maybe you can become one of my sister wives. I've got a set of Mormon underwear already waiting for you, young lady. They belong to wife number 47. She went mad and had to be locked in the attic. <laughs> I still visit her every 47th Tuesday. It can become your job to take over her old job. <laughs> yes, Mr. Romney. Now back to work, everybody. Oh, oh, my line now? Right. But, Captain, I mean, Mr. Romney, we've been working this whole time. That worked double time. We have to get this order of substandard shoe inserts ready in time for you to march over to the unemployment office next week and apply for your humiliating subsidy. Time to join the 47%. <laughs> There's that number 47 again. Oh, Jesus. It's bad enough when I have to pretend to be an idiot's helmsman. Being on this assembly line is more than I can take. I should probably do my song. Are you having fun? Hey!
to the next frame of the film strip yet I didn't hear the beep Silence! Romney is about to propose Oh, number 47 Can I call you Numby? <laughs> Will you join me in the bonds of matrimony? <laughs> yes, Mr. Romney Capital! <laughs> How about you, number 35? Will you also be my lawfully wedded sister wife? Yes, Mr. Romney Capital! What about you, number two? I like at least one of my wives to have some strapping biceps and a strong singing voice. Uh, I'm not your number two. And I don't think I was even supposed to be in this scene. So I'm just not going to answer. You know, that's the way I like my third sister wives. Gosh, I can't wait to bring you all home to meet Anne. And of course, father will be so pleased. I think they may be in for a surprise, all right. Jesus. So the idiot and his flunkies were married. Then they lived cluelessly ever after. Um, Mr. Talking Horse, I don't understand. What are you doing here? What happened to my supervisor, Mr. Malthus? I gave him the huff he deserves, namely, the one that got planted in his ass. I'm here to move this plot along a little faster. Unless you're planning on making this into the... Worst miniseries since the corn turds. Even Barbara Stanwyck couldn't save that turkey. Oh, I see. What happened to Captain Romney then? I think I was supposed to be monitoring him. Now I might be in trouble with the Dark Lord. I wonder what they'll do to me. He and number 47, her number 35, her one of his herd of wives may have dropped a few fools. I think they were going for the McMurray formula. They had three sons, Tag, Tank, and Ernie. And they lived in a repossessed McMansion on the edge of Romney Town, just raking in the cash from his money factory over at Bain. Tag? Oh, Tag? Time to take out the discarded mortgages. <laughs> just dump them on top of the heaping pile of broken dreams by the curb. It might be a while before they're picked up, though. I just outsourced the trash man jobs to Singapore. Yes, Daddy. And Taint, are you still pumping away at that Bloomberg terminal I got you for Christmas? Yes, Daddy. I just bought a controlling share in Halliburton. <laughs> Aren't you just a chip off the old Taint? And so are you, Chip. And you, too. Whatever your name is. <laughs> Did I ever tell you kids about the pirate ship that our bank foreclosed on? 
You know, we efficiency tested the crew, and it turned out they had a guy with a peg leg and another one with a hook arm on board. Luckily, there was a serviceable plank. <laughs> Redundancies! Oh, Jesus, this is so freaking painful. Oh, with sweetness and light and shit, until one day it pained. I mean, it's Silverado. A stranger arrived. Mr. Blame, um, um, the navigation controls are out, sir. I, uh, I mean, the bank examiner's here, sir. Good afternoon, Mr. Bain. Hello, Senator Examinor. <laughs> Is that Portuguese? You know, I'm great with languages. Did you know that everyone in Portugal speaks about Brazil nuts? Now what can I do for you? What you can do for me is quite simple. You can stop sacrificing the financial security of the American people just to bring massive profits to a handful of millionaires and billionaires. You know, you're right. I should be more magnanimous. I know more than a handful of millionaires and billionaires. Heck, they could be all in on this thing. Uh, very well. Let's go into my office and let's talk some slop. Excuse me, do you have something in your eye, Mr. Bain? Uh, no. Why do you ask? Because you keep winking at me. <clears throat> my office, Mr. Sanders, please. Oh. Gosh, Uncle Ronnie. <laughs> I'm guessing you work here or something. Anyhow, Uncle Bain seems like he's in trouble. There's a socialist chicken magnate all up in his grill. You know, you could be right. I thought I smelled some kind of Mr. French cuisine. Let's see. What did I come in here for? Hmm. Oh, yes. I think that I'm here to do some voiceover work for Silverado Theater. And then I'm supposed to tell Bonzo that the bank examiner was coming today. <laughs> you mean Uncle Brains? He's in there with the examinator right now. Sounds like they're having a little powwow. Just as long as it doesn't turn into a kapow kapow. You know, I used to have a powwow. His name was Mr. Doodle, and he lived inside my teddy bear. I don't know where he is now. Well, you can ask Mr. Brains yourself, Uncle Ronnie. Here he comes now. That miserable reprobate, Sanders. Oh, the indignity. Hey, is this an emergency? If so, we can break the glass here, and the National Guard will be called up. Gosh, Mr. Brains, your face is as white as Mormon jewels. <laughs> Did Sanders place us in receivership? I hate when that happens. Worse, young Willard. He's talked my ear off, and in a moment of weakness, I agreed to make a modest gift to some socialist crippled orphan and widow's fund. <laughs> well, that doesn't sound too bad, sir. Everybody loves windows, and who wouldn't want a nice organ in their living room? They come with realistic little rhythms built in. No, damn it. Widows and orphans, takers and losers. Now we have to bring them money instead of taking it away from them. As long as I still have my whiskers and a vat of coleslaw, I'll be Mr. Happy Cheeks. Shut up, you stupid, senile, iconic president! Oh, damn it! I have to compose myself. Willard, I have a little job for you. What is it, Mr. Brain? 
foreclose on another tranche of punitive mortgage contracts? You can save that for Christmas. For now, I want you to take this pouch of nickels. I found it in my couch. And bring it over to the widows and orphans' home on Fountainhead Street. But, Mr. Wayne, they did nothing to earn these random cushion coins. Won't they be, um, insulted that their mothers didn't pack it for them in a little brown bag? Just do it, Willard, and don't mention it to me again. But, but, Mr. Zaney... You're paying attention, Goodstein, you slimy little man. Willard is now faced with a moral dilemma. Should he give the bag of nickels to the widows and orphans in violation of his most deeply held conservative principles? Or should he go home and ride up and down in his car elevator? It's called dramatic tension, okay? Get it? Yes, he does feel very tense, like jello in a thumbscrew. Do you think that Captain Romney's hair is about to explode? Plastic explosives are a thing, Goodstein. You're pretty close to the truth there.
the magic mirror and you'll see Jackass Willard back at his jackass house with his jackass kids. Oh, and don't forget the family dog. Nah, that's a jackass. Andy MacBank gave them out of sales premiums before they went under. Anyway, watch Willard take this tension out on his kids. Father? <laughs> what is it? Uh, Trog? It's something a matter, Father. Your hair, it's ticking like a bomb. I'm fine, son, fine. Where's Tate? I'm over here, Daddy, trading on the Indian Stock Exchange. For crying out loud, haven't you finished those GMO Seed Company trades yet, Tate? You've been doing that for hours. Sorry, Daddy. There are still a few farmers I haven't bankrupted yet. I'll stop. Well, go ahead and trade, Trot. Trade! <laughs> trade! 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 Husband? What is it, Numby? Are you going to tell me I'm upsetting the children? Did Tintin come home with a cold? No, sir. Sister wife number 21 is wondering when you want your Christmas dinner tonight, sir. Same time as I had it yesterday and the day before. I can see I'm going to have to get number 21 a new memory chip. <laughs> or maybe I'll let Chip do it. <laughs> yes, sir. See, Goodstein! That's as close as Willard gets to being angry without counting to ten. And he's such an idiot, he usually stops at five. Now he's going to walk out aimlessly into the snow. Frickin' loser. Oh, he's headed for the canal. Is this when I get to go down and help him commit suicide? I mean, prevent him from committing suicide. Are you kidding? Willard can't even spell suicide, let alone commit it. Look, here comes Paul Ryan. Maybe he'll punch him like Jimmy Stewart punched that dumbass cop in some movie I won't mention. Hey, Mitt, where are you heading? <laughs> well, I'm I'm going to the Investment Bankers Association meeting over at Sheldon Leonard's Bar and Grill. I think it's over at Desilu. What, with a bag full of nickels? Uh, sure. <laughs> You know, every time somebody shows human sympathy, they have to drop a nickel in a hat. That happens a lot. I think you're lying, Mitt. I think you... I think you're taking that bag of nickels over to the Widows and Orphans home. Ain't ya? Ain't ya? Ain't ya? Ah, oh, doggone it. <laughs> you got me there, Paul. Guilty as charged. <laughs> I'm doing it for Mr. Brains. You can those widows and orphans are nothing but a bunch of second-handers. They're card-carrying members of the 47%. They're takers, not makers. That's what you taught me, Willard. It's not about you. It's all about me. It's been that from the beginning. Everyone is towing that barge or climbing that tree. But I got my reservations. You'll never see me but my words. Losing my chair to a bunch of second-handers By the way, let go of my hand Don't know where you've been I'm feeling kind of giddy Cause I'm drinking from the fountain It all come down to nothing Still a hang on every word Hang on every word you said Now you can't 
going to take those nickels and buy a subsidized lunch. That's what I'm going to do. No, wait, Paul. Gosh, it probably would have been better if I'd never talked you out of that hot lunch back at school. But you know, I'll never regret having you paint your ass in our school's colors. And then ascend the flagpole. <laughs> Flapping away in the breeze. <laughs> Oh, that was very painful. That's because you took me down with you, you stupid idiot. I told you to wait for the order. Sorry, Mr. Talking Horse. If you could lift your hoof a little. Yes, oh, Captain Romney, <coughs> I'm here to help you. Why, who are you? He's your freaking fairy godmother, Willard. Just get on with a script and pretend I'm not here. Because I'm not supposed to be. And let me tell you, I don't want to be either. <laughs> okay, Ned. Yo comprende mucho. That's a little saying I learned from my daddy back in his compañero days. <laughs> Jesus! Good Stein! You say the freaking line. Um, okay. Let's see. Oh, yes. Captain Romney, do you really wish you'd never been born and still only existed 
in the darkest nether regions. Did I say that? <laughs> well, if I did, that makes it true. It's the Netherlands for me, then. <laughs> Daddy also spoke Scandinavian and ate their cornflakes, too. Well, okay. One reverse birth coming right up. Now, what was that magic word? Oh, yes. Alakazam. You know, I'm not a big fan of Alakazam. I thought his depiction of Emiliano Zapato was far too sympathetic. Especially that scene when they shot him like a dog. They should have rendered him to Grand Tannehall and got some intel out of him first. And then doubled Grand Tannehall. <laughs> Shut up, Willard! There's no point in saying anything! You never existed now! Yes, Captain Romney, you are, how shall I say it, a non-personality. That won't work! He's always been that! Try big fat nobody! No, wait! That's nothing new either. We'll have to think about what not to call you, Willard. Suffice it to say, the world is a much smarter place right now than it's ever been. Right now, Ned. Well, I'd best get those nickels over to the widow's and... Hey, where did that bag of nickels go? <laughs> well, I guess my pal Paul Ryan must have gone off to make good on his threat. He's probably going down fast in that subsidized tuna boat right now. No, Captain Romney... Let me see if I could explain. You see, the bag of nickels never existed. Well, I mean, perhaps the nickels themselves did exist, but not gathered together in that bag. They left the mint and were... Ah, oh, Jesus! Why not just start with the freaking Big Bang, Goldstein? Willard, you've been transported to an alternate reality, which your sorry ass never existed. We're going to see what the world would be like without your contributions. Gosh, okay. <laughs> hey, the trees look different. They don't look like John Birch or Ann Rand. Those are decorative shrubs, you ass. Come on, let's have a look around town. We'll start at Romney's Land and, and see how the fracking operations are going. Walk this way, Captain Romney. I can walk that way. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> you know, I think you got the wrong neighborhood, young man. These houses are made of ticky-tacky, and they don't all look the same. And the people. Wait a minute. These houses seem to be completely up to code. Not one of them is on fire. Where are all the drilling rigs, the compressor stations, and the leaky methane pipelines? Oh, Captain Romney, this is not the same development. This is called Solidarity Village. It's subsidized housing built with funds from a public infrastructure bank. There's no fracking allowed here, and the toxic landfill never existed. But that's impossible. Bain invested in the company that dumped the PCBs. I mean, the Freedom Juice, right here on this lot. The Freedom Juice never got here, Willard. You weren't there to prop up the company, so the company wasn't there to dump the toxic weed. This is wild, Ned. What about my Garmin sweatshop? Right this way.
hey, wait a minute. Something's not right. This building looks well-maintained from the outside. There are no moans or lamentations emanating from within. And where are the burn marks from the 1955 fire? And where's that pile of worker skeletons that were finally swept over to the curb? <laughs> Strange. I handed out pink slips to everyone just this afternoon. And yet, there are still the sounds of running machines? Why don't you go inside and ask them yourself, you ding-dong? Hey, you. Worker number, let's say, uh, zero. <laughs> First of all, you're fired. Second, where's your overseer? He's fired, too. Ah, uh, say, mister, you must be lost or something. The lost and found is over on Main Street next door to that little anti-soul food restaurant. My particular favorite. Don't worry, sir. There still exists a powerful undercurrent of racism in this socialist utopia. Doc, is that you? Where the heck have you been this entire episode? I say, same place as I'm always at, stranger. I run the free walk-in medical clinic for this here shoe factory. There's a kind of poetic circularity about that William Faulkner might have appreciated. Bless his impertinence. Free clinic? In my factory? Your factory, sir. I do protest. This is a collectively owned and managed enterprise. All production decisions are made democratically. I myself am assigned to the management committee this week, and I am late for my meeting. So if you will excuse me, sir.
has been collectivized in your absence. Oh, look over there. There's your friend Paul Ryan pressing an insole into a size 10 loafer. Paul, is that you? When did you get all those arm tattoos? Hello, comrade. I don't believe we've met at any of the production meetings. I'm Paul. I'm the shop steward. <laughs> I can't believe my eyes. Is this from one of Anne Rand's lesser-known apocalyptic novels about a socialistic hellscape? I've never seen you use your muscles for anything more useful than exercise. Hey, why don't you join us for lunch? There's a subsidized co-op deli right next door. <laughs> well, not unless there's a mahogany panel club room in the deli reserved for top management. Don't you want to see your old bank, Willard? I'm sure that's exactly the way you left it. Yes, yes. Take me to my firm. Here's the building, Willard. But it's got a new sign over the door. Infrastructure Bank? <laughs> Did we get acquired again? Heck, I wonder if I've been promoted. Why don't we go inside and find out? Welcome, gentlemen. Do you have an infrastructure project you would like to discuss on this day? Hey, you're the bank inspector who got Mr. Brain to part with all those nickels. Where's Mr. Brain? Oh, yes. Old man Brain. He went to jail for embezzlement a dozen years ago. He also had a Ponzi scheme going. I think he's out on good behavior somewhere upstate. Drinking his pension away. Are you a relative of his? He's my monkey's uncle that laid the golden egg. <laughs> his monkey is related to my monkey. I mean, his money is the daddy monkey to my money's chimp monkey. And what is your name again, comrade? No, it's not Conrad. Although I've always appreciated the work of your Mr. William Conrad. <laughs> Cannon, a Quinn Martin production. <laughs> my name is Romney, Captain Willard Metellius Romney. Okay, you know, there's a very excellent mental health clinic a couple of blocks from here. There's all kinds of spacemen in there, from what I understand. Just show them your Medicare single-payer card, and they'll fix you right up. <laughs> Captain Romney, did you want to make a withdrawal while we're in here? I think they offer free walking around money. Monkeys walking around, too. This is much worse than I thought. <laughs> Ned, what about Numby and the kids? Tank, Tate, and, and the other ones. Where are they? You're not gonna like it, Willard. Where are they, gosh darn it? <laughs> Where are they, it says here. <laughs> Jesus, can't you try harder than that? It's Christmas, for Christ's sake. I've got some plans that don't include any of you losers. Oh, okay. Dan, gum the blankety heck, Ned. Take me to my Alpha sister wife and her issue. 
If she has an issue, Captain Romney, I hear there's a free medical clinic a couple of blocks from... Shut up, Goldstein, okay? Willard, number 47 is an old maid. That is, she used to work as a maid for Bane's family. But she quit that crappy job when Sanders made state college tuition free. Now she has a master's in social work, and she's running that mental health clinic up the street where the widows and orphans' home used to be. A psychiatrist? <laughs> that means she'll practice on me! And she might dispel that last of my delusions. No gold to bathe in. No god to cling to. No beach to walk on. What makes you think she'll want to be your upteeth wife, idiot? She don't exist, remember? Clarence! Uh, it's Gladstone. Gladstone Goodstein. I'm a dark angel. I wear my rudimentary horns with pride. Gladstone! Help me, Gladstone! I want my oversized white privilege back. I want my big steaming piles of money back. I want my wives back, too. Uh, well, except for the psychiatrist one. Hi, everybody. Hey, there's a kind of rust blight affecting all of the appliances in the galley. If we don't do something about it soon, our food will all spoil and we'll be down eating stale saltine crackers and yellow chalk. I hate eating chalk. It stains my teeth. And as if that's not bad enough, little kids start trying to play hopscotch on my face. Christmas time is coming. I knew it all along Come the season You would sing my song If you could gift John Bolton If he's beneath the tree There's nothing that precludes A present me You're an unexpected Kringle I'm a more than willing elf Or if you'd rather I can pull your empty sleigh I don't Design toys, I can wrap them too. No one else can do the things I do. Look at me, look at them, look back to me. Use your great stem, your tiny hands are on the wheel. You own the cards. Now let me. I can dream that too Onward Christian soldiers into daring do Jolly man's abusive But I can channel that We'll find a shiny war right off the bat Tally ho If the tally's high It's no mud In my Choose from 
say the word, I'll be droning for your team. Tally ho, if the tally's high, it's no mud in my eye. The king of kings, he's in his bed, and I'll grow right inside his Are you freaking crazy, Pearl? You food-obsessed ass clown! You just spoiled the dramatic climax of the entire production! A Romney fool came close to acting for the first time in his non-life! Mr. Ned and the rest of you, I'm here too, or so it would seem. I've got the jetpack out of storage, and I'm all suited up. I'm ready to go in search of the captain's missing life, his inbred children, and AWOL wives. Someone could just turn on the room fan and give a heave on that rope and pulley assembly. Okay, now that these two jokers got their throwaway lines in and fulfilled the studio's contract obligations, can we get back to our drama here? Sure! Okay, Willard, just say your last line again. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. I was standing over here. The wizard had just ordered me to bring back the broomstick of the Wicked Witch. Just read the freaking script in front of your plastic-faced imbecile. Oh, all right. <clears throat> Gladstone, help me, Gladstone. I want my oversized white privilege back. I want my big steaming piles of money back. I want my wives back, too. Uh, except for the psychiatrist one. Okay, Captain. Um, you're sure you don't want to stop by the co-op deli before you go? The blue plate special this week is a fish taco with rice and beans. Sounds like the gas frackers will be collecting a bit closer to home tonight. Just say the magic freaking word, you dimwit. Okay, Alakazam. Gosh, the weather sure is changeable today, isn't it? <laughs> now, what was I saying? You're back to abnormal, Willard. Well, don't you have anything to say? Well, sure, Ned. Hey, I found my nickel bag. Oh, Captain, if you're having substance abuse problems, we will have to return to the alternate reality and get you some free counseling. I'm afraid that help is kind of expensive in this reality. I know from personal experience... (laughs) Wait, you mean... You mean everything's back to the way it was before? If you're stupid enough to ask that question, then the answer is yes. You can even look forward to being completely humiliated by an orangutan also known as the illegitimate president-elect. Oh, look. Captain Romney is running up the main street of the town. Waving his arms in the air. It's... it's like he just doesn't care. Merry Christmas, toxic landfill! Merry Christmas, broken down houses and foreclosure! <laughs> Merry Christmas, putrid sweatshop ready to be outsourced to Madagascar! Merry Christmas, squalid widows and orphans home! Thanks for the nickels! Merry Christmas, you beautiful vulture capitalist investment bank! Merry Christmas, Mr. Sanders! Uh, yes, and 
Happy New Year to you, Captain Romney. In outer space, no doubt. Merry Christmas, you big pile of credit default swaps. <laughs> Merry Christmas, President-elect Trump. I'm crying out loud. Is this how the stupid story ends? Where the hell's the moral? Well, there's good news, Mr. Talking Horse. I think I've earned my new devil horns. They're made of really hard plastic this time. I don't see any horns. Oh, that won't happen until we hear the sound of a horse breaking wind. Every time a horse breaks wind, a demon gets his horns. I guess we've outfitted about half the continent by now, then. Come on, Goodstein. Let's go find out what next horror awaits us. We can try the Blue Plate Special. Splinters already. Grandma, what if I did a grandma? What if I did a grandma? What if I did a did a grandma? Using grandma as a front. Indeed you were. What's happening, Joe? And why is our Christmas show four months late? I don't know. Must be some kind of time warp. It was a time warp? No! I mean... No! You will be exterminated! You will be laminated? It'll be laminated or laminated? Laminated. We will give you laminated. Yum. That sounds wonderful. Like a dog has a lemonade. <laughs> like a dog has a lemonade. Oh, like a dog has a... Like a dog has a... Uh, once I had a little fish. One of my friends made a little fish. I told Grandma to put my fish in it. Put it in the lemonade. Say the oh, that's a bizarre song. I guess we'll be recording that for our next Christmas special. <laughs> next Christmas special, which we will start today. If we started today, it might be ready for in two Christmases. <laughs> Yes, have to apologize for the lateness of the Christmas special. Yes, it's only late one quarter of the year. Yeah, we're <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're we're a couple months late there. Sorry about that. We were very sick. We actually began it on time. Yes, we got sick, but then something came up. 
We got sick. We did. Was that your excuse for two months? I was sick for two months. (laughs) I was stuck in the ice for two months. Oh, it was one thing after another. And before you knew it, there was even another thing after the one thing. Then something came after that thing. Then there was a bunch of other things, a whole gaggle of things. Then something came after me. And then the Daleks came. The Daleks interrupted us. That's how we remember. They took over the hammer mill. They took over the hamster mill. <laughs> we never forgave them. We never forgave the Daleks for taking away the hamster mill. <laughs> so, so sorry about the Christmas special. It wasn't very Christmassy, was it? Sure, sorry about your special. Would be a shame if anything bad happened on your special. If anything bad happened... <laughs> it would be a shame... It would be terrible (laughs) if your Christmas special didn't turn out very well. Can you turn up the volume in the headphones? I could barely hear myself being gloomy. I know. Yes, I think that's my approximation of Paul Simon. Paul Simon. So Merry Christmas, everyone. We certainly hope you had one. Merry we Christmas have a to new all of you. president for Christmas, don't we, children? Yes. The less said about that, the better. Yes. I think everyone else is saying about everything possible there is to say about that score. Nothing much to add to what you've already heard. So we will stick to what we know best. Bullshit. Music. Oh. Uh, no. I don't think so. I'm putting down the guitar. So, uh, how? When, when is the last time we did a show? We did a show in November. November. Right? November. It was November. So, okay, we were breaking the bad news to the people during yes. that show because yes. they hadn't heard it. Well, you've had two musicals in a row. <clears throat> oh yeah, right. Because November was a musical as well. It was. Yeah. What the hell was yeah, the it? Was the, uh, oh, was, was the oh that was the gay right. one? Yeah, yeah. It was the one where <laughs> the whole crew was. Gadiation affected the crew and made them yes. made them gay. And that was never a good thing. That was um, a Confederate ship. That's like the worst thing that could possibly happen. We tried to think of uh, the worst thing that could possibly happen to them. That was it. That was it. In the original in the original series, which we all so enjoy. Of course, the crew of the the Enterprise got old, but in our universe. You know what happened. Just fiddling with some knobs, always fiddling. You always know. Always doing some things, some Bedinsky thing. Are you really getting on that mic? Do you want me to? Yeah, I want you to get on the mic. Oh, he's always ordering me around just because he's the elder. He is ordering me again. I am ordering you. I order you. I order you. I order you. I order. Oh. <laughs> well, now my headphones are way too loud. Well, Jeff. I order. That's okay. Just leave it by the time we get the sound right. The show's going to be over. Jesus. How so, much time do you think we have for this show? I don't know. So what news do you have this month? So he's looking at his watch. I don't know. Been busy. Work. Work and work again. Work. Writing and working at the sanctuary. Indeed. Pretty much the only things I ever do. Yes. Bring up a new Falcon box. And new Oswego. Falcon box. 
Rocks. Oh, the one in Oswego. Yes, we seem to be doing that. That's good. That's good. We Very provided good. them with the box. They're actually going to install it for us. And helped by the DEC done in concert with us. How tremendous that is. Hoping the birds will actually find it. Hoping the birds <laughs> we are hoping the birds will find the nest box. And despite what millionaires and billionaires have done to pollute our precious water and air <laughs> the birds will prevail with our help. I should certainly hope so. Sorry, I have to blow my nose. We will have a bunny off. That was a fake nose blow. That blew. That my nose blow. Nose blow blew. <laughs> really blew the big one. <laughs> so what other things would you like Bernie Sanders to answer? What is on the menu for next Tuesday at the Delicatessen? What do we need from a new debate between Ted Cruz and Bernie Sanders on delicatessen items this time. <laughs> I like the olive loaf, please. And Mr. Cruz will take freedom, probably. Freedom for me again. <laughs> freedom fries for him. Freedom fries for the young man. Freedom for me again. Oh, 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 oh. Sorry. Adjusting. Adjusting my thing. Well, what's new with you, Joe? I've said what's new with me. Oh, many, many, many things. <laughs> I've been Christ. so busy lately. It's been terrible. Really? No, not really. It doesn't do anything. Just work and riding from doesn't place to place. Do anything, does it? It's a Nothing. room and a car and a room and a car and a room and a car. <laughs> and a room and a room. And a room and a car and a room and a car. <laughs> A room in a car and a plane and a car. A room in a room in a room. A room in 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 a room. A room in a room in a room in a room. A room in a room. He was doing the Roomba. I was doing the Roomba indeed. No, we, uh, you know, hey, we were keeping busy. We were producing those songs for one thing. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. We did, we did we a few kind of fancy songs for you. Some were probably songs. more strange than you deserved. Good people. And you gotta admit, the episode was really strange, wasn't it? It was, it was mostly festive. written by Joe. It was That's festive. <laughs> if you thought the episodes I write are weird, see. Now it's a classic. It's based on a classic movie. I won't even mention the name because it's I want you to guess. Oh. Uh, next year we have to do a very brown. I mean, a Charlie <laughs> Brown Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> a Charlie Green Christmas. <laughs> Charlie Green. Charlie! Charlie Green! Whoever heard of a Charlie in the box? <gasps> <laughs> well, the story, of the, the story of the Charlie Brown Christmas is so lame, I'm not even sure you can I get an episode. I remember what it is. They just talk about. It's, it's like this, just a this overly commercial cartoon talking. Overly <laughs> exploited. <laughs> like. Every inch of it commercialized. <laughs> and the moral of their Christmas special is that Christmas be is so being too commercial. Yes. 
But they want one day not to be so commercial. Yeah. I read it in the color supplement in the TV guide. <laughs> Isn't that dandy? They actually did. They had a special insert in TV Guide magazine when that came out in 1966. Was whatever. that when the kids was that, that early? Yes. Holy crap. Yes. Well, I guess, yeah. I think it was the first yeah. Charlie Brown that was probably the animated first, feature. Like, right. Yeah. But it was... TV Guide magazine, yeah. TV Guide magazine was like a little short magazine, like a little book-sized. And they put a big insert in the middle that had color. They put a big insert on the inside! So they talk about commercializing. Yeah, how ironic. What else can we tear down? What about that Rudolph Christmas special? Oh, yes. The fascists again. Oh, it's the fascists again. Another fascist Christmas special. They're having I fun. I like it. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. So we're we're trying to make our shows more dramatic for you people. We're being more dramatic. Yes. Yes, of course we are. <laughs> We've stolen Don Hurt's voice. Yeah, Don Hurt he died. God damn it. Be using it anymore. He won't be needing this anymore. <laughs> he won't be using this scenario. <laughs> <laughs> and who got his voice? Me. <laughs> That's terrible. That's almost as bad as when you said that, like, Davy Jones was killed by mon- monkey poachers. Yeah, but the difference is I feel bad about John Hurt. <laughs> oh, so you didn't feel bad about Davy Jones? Well, I kind of did. Yeah. Yes. They dream believe <laughs> was taken by poachers. Monkey poachers, Mon- you said. I'm still hurt by that. He can't forget. He can't unknow that. I can't unhear un- that. that. Tell me where to go I- where I can unhear that. <laughs> oh, Just oh, tell oh. me where I can go where I can unhear that, <laughs> young man. You know, I'm starting to more like more like Catherine Hepburn than hey. John Hurt. Hey. And she's gone. <laughs> no, I hope you're satisfied. <laughs> I never realized how they sounded similar. That's true. Oh my god, they do sound similar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was great. Yeah, god damn it. Him Alan Rickman died too. Oh, oh. Jesus. Uh, no, it's probably That's one of the terrible. greatest actors. He had a face, a face, too. Very fine. I first knew him from the Barchester Chronicles, where he played Mr. Slope. Do you remember that? It was a masterpiece theater from probably 1980s, early 80s, maybe 80s. I do remember that. It was 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 like a a church. It had Donald Pleasance in it. It was like probably the only good role Donald Pleasance ever had. And he was really good in it. He had good screen presence. And the guy that was in The Madness of King George, the guy that played King George, oh. was in that, too. He was the one that said, Jesus Christ has nothing to do with it. <laughs> but they were supposed to be clergymen. It was in a... It was in, right. um, It was Anthony Trollope uh, stories, Barchester Chronicles. Anyway, it was a great show. Look it up, folks. Oh, my God. Yes, Alan look it Rickman, up on Netflix. Alan you Rickman won't was find very it. young in it. It was a very young Alan Rickman. It was the first time I'd ever seen him, and he w- he was kind of a, a heavy in it. He, he was he was heavily in it. He was really sleazy. What a great slime ball he was! 
I legitimately didn't like him <laughs> because he, he did such a good job being a slime ball. He's done all kinds of roles. Yes. He played, he Buttered played, roles. Um, yeah. Buttered roles. Buttered roles. He had a good voice, too. He played Captain Cutting Whoever the Hell in that uh, Jane Captain Austen Whoever thing. the Hell? <laughs> <laughs> that Jane Austen thing, uh, Sense and Sensibility. Oh, he was in a version of that? Yeah. Oh, you're right. Oh, yeah. He was good. He was in one of those. He, you, know, you know, there's about 40 different versions. Yeah, he knocked it out of the park. It was kind of hard to... Wait, who... Do, oh, uh, Sense and Sensibility. So he was like... <laughs> major Appletree. <laughs> it's Major Appletree. <laughs> major Appletree. I can't remember all the characters. Where's George? Well, he walked out that door. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're back to Catherine Appletree. Wait a minute, Joe. Ronald Reagan wasn't in that movie. He's talking about bringing a baby. Now. Well. <laughs> Mashup of everything we've ever seen. Major Appletree, where's Bonzo? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I know who you mean. Yeah, that was, that was good. Yeah, and like Robert Hardy was the the um, cousin or the uncle that gave them a place to live. Right, the kind of bombastic uncle yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember that version. That was a little bit later version. As I remember. The one with Emma Thompson, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. Right. Was hers. Oh, oh, no. Was that the one? Was that the one that Hugh Grant was in, too? Yes. Yeah, for five think. seconds. Yeah. yeah. Well, he wasn't in it for five seconds because he played, like, Edward, right? Yeah, he did. But so Edward, Edward is out of it for a lot of it. You know, it's, it's yeah, like. Yeah, he's, he's in a lot of, A lot of the story is, like, you know, Edward not being there. <laughs> Talk about a cast. That was a cast and a half. Talk about awkward. Everyone who was someone was in that show. <laughs> was in that show. I remember the version where no one famous was. <laughs> that's the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> it's like the it's like the um the version of Jane Eyre that has Orson Welles <laughs> <laughs> over the top version. He's standing Orson. in the smoldering ruins. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Somehow he's still there. <laughs> the place burned down. He's still there. What's the name of the? What was the name of it? Rochester. Rochester. Oh yeah, Mister uh, Rochester. There. Thorn. Thorn Toad. <laughs> Thornbury. Thorn in my side. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. Thorn. I've just seen it too, which is is it really? Insane. Which version? Not that version, obviously. <laughs> of course. Which no, version? it was the. Um, <laughs> There's the also literally. 50 versions of that movie. Absolutely. That book. Sorry. Yes. I saw the series that was, that had the guy who played um, You know, he was He in. was in with I can't He's, he's impersonating our father now. Indeed. The one they did in the anything? 80s. The one they did in the 80s. <sighs> well, they did like five versions oh, in the, the 80s. Series the Timothy Dalton yes. version? Okay, yes. that one. Right. There's a movie version of that too, but they, yeah. Oh, yeah. they okay, cut it into about, a movie. But they, you're talking about one of the right, one of the serialized versions. Yeah, yeah that was a good one. Yeah, Corey. That was a good one. The, Corey bought the discs. I see. Oh. 
There was another really good one which wasn't a movie version, too. I appreciated the Sinjin Rivers character. Oh, shut up. Well, there was a Masterpiece Theater kind of version from yeah, recent one. years. Yeah, I think there was another. Like 10 years oh, ago, God, maybe? There's like a thousand versions. Yeah, they, they keep doing it over and over again. Someone should this do a course a... on the different versions and show how each of the different versions differed from each other. That's such and a compelling differed story. from the original book. It's such a compelling story. I remember uh, some years back, I, I wanted to... I was going to listen to an audio version of, of it wasn't Jane it wasn't Jane Eyre it was a Jane Austen novel I think it was like Pride and Prejudice and uh it wasn't a, a it wasn't a play you know or, or it wasn't somebody reading it into it was a computer voice reading it <laughs> and it was so terrible and every time there was a period the computer voice Brand acted as if it was the end of a sentence and if you know anything about the book they say mr darcy mr bingley mr bennett like a thousand times so every time the computer voice hits a mr it asks acts like it's the end of a sentence (laughs) mr bennett (laughs) mr bennett (laughs) yeah can you imagine i made it like one page through So it was MR period. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Jesus. Get it? Jesus period. Mr. Jesus. Sorry about that. Another random, somewhat semi-musical interlude. <laughs> well, do we have any other news or anything? Surrounded by broken machines. <laughs> <laughs> broken, <laughs> broken instruments of broken all kinds. Instruments and machines. Broken, misformed instruments. So depressing. Indeed. No, not too much new. Not too much. I'm trying to think of what I would tell people if I were to tell them anything. Let's see. I could, what would I tell someone that I haven't seen for three I don't know. months? I suppose what I could do, I could read some of my 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 work friends' sayings that I've... From I've my taking, space friend. Taking down quotes from my space friend. <laughs> oh, wait. Upon the star for my space friend. Okay, here's a few of his sayings. I think Jesus or God may have said that at some point. (laughs) Here's another one of his quotes. I think pirates would have been excellent naturalists. And here's another. 
I wonder how many pirates get their ears bitten off by their birds. Good question. And who can forget? Maybe there are some weird moss people out there. And who can forget? Another way I'd like to break the law is to go down into the sewers. <laughs> she had a kind of an accent. I think all old people do. I've always thought of dogs as little monsters, especially those ones with the big heads. We're going... <laughs> I'm not going to read that. Yeah, but I don't want to spend my afternoon in a cheese shop. <laughs> a cheese shop. You know, it's been a while since I've thought about spider sex. I've always pictured Jesus as a kind of a Charles Manson type, minus the murder. Thank you, famous sayings from my friend. What the hell? I think those are brilliant. Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear tweets from Mick Spocky? <laughs> Spocky? Mick Spocky? <laughs> yeah, sure. Brilliant troll hands out tiny Trump Russian flags right before the Trump CPAC speech. <laughs> Wait, who does? Some troll. Oh. <laughs> There's a picture of little Trump flags, little Russian flags with with Trump on them. <laughs> oh my God! Read another. Um, let's see. What else did he say that isn't the same thing over and over again? Barack Obama was just spotted in New York City, and people treated him like a rock star. Well, that's hardly funny, Joe. Find a funny one. I'm trying to find something funny. This isn't this isn't my funny account. <laughs> this is my serious account. The worst potato salad I've ever had. <laughs> Thank it's you. The worst potato salad I've Thank ever you, had. Oh. Thank you, Ned. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm afraid I don't have that. Oh. Good, I didn't even know I had that. I'm finding things on my phone I didn't know I had, folks. Those things that we didn't know we had. and was Talk about a lame podcast. We like end up just looking at our phones and not saying anything. You know, it's it's lifelike. It's lifelike because that's what people do, right? So we're doing the same thing that people do as if we were Yes, people. but people try to listen to podcasts. Podcasts. Podcasts in order to escape from their dreary lives, Joe. They don't want boring podcasts. What would be the point? They could just live their own horrid little lives. Their horrid little boring lives. Oh, see, you've insulted everyone. Well, not everyone. There's probably a few people that aren't listening very closely. Like you, because you're playing an instrument. He didn't even know what I said right there because he was too busy noodling on the keys. I'm sorry, did you say something? Like a dreary Frenchman. (laughs) Some dreary Frenchman. (laughs) I was going to sample my bromo. Tickling the keys like some dreary Frenchman. (laughs) Stop it. Stop it, I say. Stop it. I think perhaps we should start doing avant-garde theater. Starting now. I mean, that's not what we've been doing. Stop noodling on the piano forte like some dreary Frenchman, monsieur. Oh, that won't save you. 
We've been watching a show called Versailles on Netflix. Well, that's in France, Joe. Isn't that where the royal family is? That's where the royal family It's all about famous rich people. Louis the 15th or Louis the 16th. It was Louis XIV. (laughs) Was he a caterer? (laughs) Was he a caterer? No, he was gardener. Was was he the capability brown of the, of France? It was kind of the incapability brown. He was terrible. It was t- <laughs> all he did was hang around all day, ordering people around and having sacks. <laughs> well, he was French. It's kind of a terrible show. Well, why the hell are you watching I'm it? I'm here to tell you. You can go back to watching No Needin Line. Or because something. it's Netflix and there isn't much else <laughs> then on. Then you can watch Captain Oneidin try to mend the leg. <laughs> He's going to try to mend the leg. <laughs> it's the bone barrel. <laughs> this is the worst podcast ever. No one is going to. podcast I ever had. <laughs> 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 You're the worst surgeon I've ever seen. <laughs> it's worse than that potato salad. <laughs> uh, this is two steps beyond bizarre. <laughs> and he's back to playing. <laughs> yeah, back to playing stupid French songs. Some and... bizarre Frenchman. <laughs> You think you're Louis the 16th, the 15th, the 14th? <laughs> the 14th. Did I say Louis the 14th? I meant Louis the 15th. <laughs> I lose count without these Louis. It's Louis, Louis, Louis. I tell ya. It's Louis Armstrong. Joe, do some Louis. Give us some Louis. <laughs> what if you went to see the King of France and it was. <laughs> <laughs> We should do free association. Okay, okay. Louis Armstrong and then Neil Armstrong. <laughs> then Armstrong Kyle. Which most Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, too much energy. Hi, everybody. It's my show. It's my show. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Did I miss anything? It's Mr. Pearl. It's Mr. Pearl. We have to give Pearl his own show. We should do spin-off It's shows. the Pearl Show. We should do spin-off shows. Well, there should be just one episode of Ned Trek that's like spin-off shows. That concentrates on Mr. Pearl. Who develops his character? <laughs> yeah, sure. It'll show not? different spin-offs, kind of like what The Simpsons did. No, we should do like we should do the Galileo Seven, in which Mister Pearl oh, is finally in command. <laughs> <laughs> but over seventeen men have died. <laughs> <laughs> but only twelve men have died. <laughs> <You wouldn't care. laughs> It'd be my but died, only tw- I've made all the right decisions, but only twelve men have died. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> It's like perfect. It practically writes itself. <laughs> it practically writes itself. <laughs> Let me get my chicken suit on and I will direct it myself. <laughs> Isn't that my chicken suit? <laughs> bring, bring me my chicken 
<laughs> Bring me my chicken suit. <laughs> I was right. <laughs> the moon was a wisdom and aristocratic vagabond. <laughs> Bring me my chicken suit. I will direct this one myself. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that, that writes itself. Oh, my God. You know, I was thinking about that episode, but then I thought, well, it would be Ned's first command. I mean, he wouldn't care. <laughs> so if we did Gal- Galileo 7 ripoff. Yeah. And I'd be like, we can make it an allegory of, like, Iraq or something. Or, yeah. Or some course. some heroic mission. Yeah. <laughs> of course, it's got big cavemen. <laughs> it's got big cavemen in it. <laughs> Then we can make them really small. Lieutenant well, Hanson got a spear through the body before we even knew they were around. That, that line was in that episode. He got a spear through the body. Uh, Lieutenant, he said it so casually, too. Well, Lieutenant Hanson got a spear through the body before we even knew they were around. <laughs> How did I say that? Did I do, did I do that right? And Franklin got multiple lacerations and oh, yeah, seven missing right. legs, but I think he'll be okay. <laughs> Somebody had multiple lacerations. That's right. <laughs> but he'll be okay. He'll pull through. He'll pull through. He'll pull through. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, Franklin is back. But he has this in his hand. He has this in his hand. <laughs> Spoils from the sea. Now we're doing galloping John Hurt uh, impersonation. Galloping Mississippi John There's Hurt. a galloping in my head and your stuttering is making it worse. Mississippi John Hurt. Miss <laughs> <laughs> must <Miss, miss>, <laughs> <laughs> We used we had a kitty, a little calico kitty. She was a very cutie. Oh and her name was her name was Yaru. Yaru. Well, that was the short part of her name. Her name was Isosceles Misnesnipni Yaru. That's Misnesnipni. M I S N I S. It's Mississippi with N's inserted into it. It's M I S N I S N I P P N I. Something like that. It's a word that doesn't but wouldn't naturally little, occur in English. Little calico kitty. And she was such a nice. Oh, kid. she was wonderful. And we had a few songs about her. She was a rescue kitty. Yeah, she was a re- rescued her from a horrible farm hole. Yeah, from a farm <laughs> hole I used to live on. She lived in a turkey house. <laughs> I literally he lived in a turkey house. Literally lived in a turkey house across the hall from Bobby, Bobby Joe Slade, <laughs> who pretended he was a cowboy from Schoharie. Once, once was a cowboy, cowboy from Schoharie, <laughs> and I lived across the hall from, from Joe, Joe Perry. Perry. <laughs> yeah, that works. Yeah, he used to complain about how loud our practicing was. He said, well, you want to come in here and see how loud that sounds? Well, if I come in there, then nobody's going to be playing in there, so it's not going to be that loud. You couldn't possibly hear how loud it sounds. Use logic, man. Use logic. This is Bobby Joe Slee. You guys are going to turn this into a rehearsal? I think we already have. Well, it's my considered opinion that we already have. And then the landlords were like, I thought the landlords would be pissed off, and they're like, 
Matt wants you to play some country. <laughs> they had requests. <laughs> they were mad. They were asking for requests. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I was like, well, Bobby Joe, they're asking for requests. Yeah, I know. What was funny is he's asking for country songs. And it's Bobby Joe that was playing the country song. <laughs> I know. Except he played a little Walkman thing. He'd pl- plug his guitar so nobody could hear it. Yeah. yeah. Just you just crack. hear him in there going. With this peaked little strangled voice, his disgusting little strangled voice. Grandma was my pal. <laughs> they think that the grandma was my pal yeah. song, right? Grandma was. My and pal. who can forget the major? <laughs> grandma. This was is my a pal. unique opportunity to get Bobby Joe Slade's greatest hits, including "Grandma Was My Pal." Yes, and you can see. Photographs of us from that period. Grandma was my pal. Posted on Facebook. Oh, really? Yeah. Photos from that period? Yeah, from around there. That's impossible. A little later. Yeah, it had to be later than that. Oh, Jesus, it was about 18 months later. (laughs) That's 100 years. I know, it seems like forever, but it's 100 years. (laughs) Yeah, no, it takes us longer to do an episode of this show. I know. You're talking to a guy who released a Christmas episode in March, for Christ's sake. It took so long because I couldn't find it in my pants. I had the episode was lost in my pants. was in my other pants. <laughs> lost in pants. <laughs> That's the name of our new series. Lost in pants. <laughs> lost in game. You see, you've got this huge pair of pants. And somehow the ship gets lost in the pants. <laughs> it's, it's lost in the pants. Jesus is a... It's Irwin Allen's new show, Lost in Pants. And when they lost in there, they find the time toilet. <laughs> that was one of his shows. Voyage to the bottom. <laughs> It's a mashup. It's a mashup of all Irwin Allen's shows: Lost in Pants, The Time Toilet, and Voyage to See the Bottom. Flush them. They're disaster films. Indeed. Oh, good old Irwin Allen. He was a great man. <laughs> he was one of the worst. <laughs> He was the master of disaster, not well, for nothing. Land of the Giants, too, of course. Yeah, How did we forget Land of the Giants? Land of the Giants. <laughs> they had the they had the line. We have some space weapons that might surprise you. That's probably their greatest line. Was that them? I think that was from the time trial. Oh, uh, was that? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because oh, they were it. taken prisoners by space. Damn man. it, yeah, you're right. Because <sighs> they had spare spacesuits that that yeah. week. <laughs> So yes, like, somehow. Okay, so we're going to send you in time to which set could we get a, a <laughs> rental on this week? I don't know. The Titanic. I don't know. Well, it'll it'll be, be the Titanic. Herbert Allen would pull out all the stops for the yeah. pilot and then, yeah. then like lose interest. And <laughs> it's like the rest of the episodes would be like as cheap yeah. as you could. This week we're going to the Lusitania. <laughs> and then they'd find the right. They'd find the. Uh, same monsters that are found on Lost in Space <laughs> and, and Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea and 
Yes. And Land of the Giants and Voyage and and Land of the Giants and, and Land of the and, Giants too. And 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 now I'm cut the cut the garlic. <laughs> no one has had the opportunity to. Yeah, sorry about that. I like my that goodness. Yeah, it's time to go. Any last thoughts? Heck no. Heck, Heck Ramsey. Heck no. Well, I see I'm pretty sure I'm going to die. More to I'm glad to see that there's a cracker as Attorney General. <laughs> I see he's just my kind of cracker. <laughs> Good cracker. Good cracker. <laughs> I just can't wait to see what it comes up with next. <laughs> I think it's going to have to do with who can use the bathrooms. I'm hoping it's me. <laughs> me. Well, we've come full circle. It's a song about Grandma here. Just in honor of Joe's old landlord, we're gonna sing this song in country style. We're gonna sing this song in country style. Are we? No. Okay. <laughs> we're just doing the last time to go song. It's time for us to go. It's time, time for us to, to go. go. What the? Time. What the? Okay. What the? I don't know. Okay. Been months since we've done this. We should maybe we should end it with a different song. That's a special kind of blood or something. Remember that one? We'll do. We'll end the show with special kind of blood this week. Stand it. I guess I'm gonna live forever now. Don't understand it. I guess I'm gonna live forever now. That's what the doctor told me. Anyhow. I got a special kind of blood. 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 That's what the doctor told me. Anyhow. Cancel, cancel. Cancel, cancel, they took my pictures away. Cancel, 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 they took my series away. I was a model, but the show was stupid, too stupid to last a day. A giant carrot, a big talking chicken, that must be the trick. A giant carrot, a big talking chicken, that must be the trick. Maybe, maybe, baby, 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 I should have been a big hick. Got a special kind of blood. Got a special kind of blood. I got a special kind of blood. I got a special kind of blood. I got a special kind of blood. That's what the doctor told me. Anyhow. Cancel, 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 they took my pictures away. Cancel, 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 cancel. They threw my series away now. I thought the mother, but the show was stupid. Too stupid to last a day. I was driving, I was in a race car. I was in a race car, going real fast. I gotta find my brother, I'm looking for my brother. I can't find him on the show. I'm in a big hurry, I only got three episodes. Special kind of blood. I got a special kind of blood. 
special kind of blood. Fine Ben Richards. <laughs> I, I don't understand it. Got a special kind of blood. Fine Ben Richards. Fine Ben Richards. Goodbye. That's all we got, my friends. Oh my God, I so hope you sad. enjoyed sharing Christmas with all of us as much as we enjoyed sharing it with you. I enjoyed it so much. I am going to celebrate my enjoyment. I certainly enjoyed celebrating with you. I think that next year we will have the anniversary of this auspicious occasion. Indeed we will. But until then, follow us at Big Green Joe. Visit BigDashGreen.net. And do all the things that I can't describe at this moment because we're running out of time! Fist in a green! Oh. <laughs>